my name is Vanessa Leck and today's video is going to be about a topic that I care a lot about and I used to do a lot of videos about and I stopped. I did podcasts, I did videos years and years and years ago and then I stopped because it was just a very stressful topic and still is. That topic is the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, um, an organization that I have a very storied history with to say the very least. Um, and so today I'm going to, I'm, I've already done a number of videos on this topic and this is, I've just decided like, this is my destiny and my fate, um, you know, by default of having joined the military many years ago when I was young and you know, that whole situation, that whole history there. And, um, I'm really doing, I've decided to do these videos. Yeah. Because I accepted my fate and destiny, but also because of the fact that I believe that I need to really advocate for change and really need to advocate in a way that is constructive and meaningful for other veterans as well. I'm not speaking for other veterans. Everyone's experience is totally unique, 100%, but want to raise awareness about different topics related to the military community, specifically the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. And so I am going to just briefly touch upon some things today that, um, I experienced today, literally very real time. And, um, I'm going to continue to do basically video series slash podcast on these topics. So if you're interested, um, please subscribe to YouTube channel. I've got to cater to the YouTube's algorithm so that it doesn't die at the bottom of the internet barrel. And please like, um, the video and share if you feel so inclined to do so. Okay. Um, just want to let you know that, um, I, this is just for general information, educational, whatever purposes only, um, doesn't establish a relationship of any kind whatsoever, clinically or otherwise. I am not a lawyer, by the way. Um, I think one day I'll go to probably law school, but I don't want to even practice law or be a lawyer or any of that. I don't get a law license, nothing. Okay. So, so I'm going to start doing kind of more of these informal kind of quick hitter videos, um, which this may not be so quick. I don't know. Okay. So there's basically something called community care. And it's basically where military veterans, certain eligible ones, can receive healthcare outside the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs facilities and whatnot, and outside healthcare providers in the community, literally community care, okay? And there's been multiple laws over the last number of years that cover this type of service, essentially. And it's been born out of the many controversies and issues that the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs has had with their military veterans for, you know, basically ever. It's since longer than I've even been alive, like forever, essentially. Um, and I'm not going to, I'm not even capable of covering all of that in great detail because that would be like a never ending story to talk about. But I'm going to cover some key points and takeaways today that are on my radar. And I'm going to be doing a lot more of these videos. I've decided that I have to pace myself because talking about this organization really stresses me out because, um, I have a storied history with the organization. I used to work for them many years ago, a couple years for a couple years. I can't unsee, unexperience what I saw, what I experienced there. It really opened my eyes to how the organization operates and how it thinks. And I will never trust the organization again as a result. Um, okay. So let's see. There is one specific bill called, it says S, I don't know if I'm saying that right. So I'm not aware. S.2372-VA Mission Act of 2018. Okay. And I'm going to link in the description below this video. And it's also going to be a podcast. This podcast, 
on exactly what this bill says. I'm actually going to post this today and get this out there because I want this to be out there in real time. Okay. All right. So basically I have decided after many years of avoiding the VA to go back to the VA for my services, healthcare stuff. Okay. Um, and I have made different choices that work for me about that. And so part of the healthcare I have chosen to receive at the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs by my choice, because I feel it's in my best interest and I have confidence at this point in time and the healthcare providers and support staff that I have chosen to interact with. And it has been a very favorable experience. Okay. And then the other portion, um, after an experience I had with VA recently, I have decided I don't have any faith or confidence in this other area. And I've decided I want to go out into the community and receive that care there. All right. So I was given a referral to do so for my primary care provider. And, um, that referral was denied. I found out today by, um, I think two different people in the healthcare facility, but I'm not 100% on that. And basically it appears that they're trying to be like, well, say, well, like, oh, we have that here. So you should go here. But it's like, I don't want to go there because I went there and I'm not happy with it. And I don't trust this organization anyways, um, due to my experiences with this organization as it is. And now like this, I've had this experience and I don't want to go back and I'm not going back period. Um, and so then I went ahead and started to do a little bit of research regarding current legislation for the military community that pertains to the military veterans that would be eligible to receive healthcare from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Okay. And healthcare can be anything. It can be like, you know, a checkup. It could be like an x-ray. It can be, it can be anything like healthcare, as you know, runs a gamut. It can be a vaccine. It can be anything. Like everyone should be getting healthcare from birth to death, basically, in order to maintain health and in order to, um, really take care of oneself. Like that's super important to do that. No matter who you are, like we should all be really looking out for our own well-being and health and making sure we're in good health. Okay. So anyways, the legislation says many things, the VA mission act of 2018, and I'm not going to get into like all of it because it is big and it's long and that's why I'm including the link. So if you want to check it out, please do so. Okay. All right. It states here, E it says note criteria. And this is basically saying, again, I'm not aware. I don't have a law degree. This is the, this is information anybody can find online. Okay. I'm just a military veteran that is just advocating for myself and researching for myself and sharing with the world at this point, basically. Okay. All right. And so it says here, the covered veteran and the covered veterans referring clinician agree that furnishing care and services through a non-department entity or provider would be in the best medical interest of the covered veteran based upon criteria developed by the secretary. Okay. So it's basically like my understanding of that for like my situation is that basically my provider and I agree that this is a good plan of action. And so I should be able to go and do that essentially because I am a covered veteran. Okay. And this is like within the realm of that law. All right. And so I have so many thoughts. Basically, I want to share about all of this. And so some of my thoughts are many years ago before these laws existed where veterans could actually seek services outside of the VA, I was actually advocating um, online video 
podcast, all the things that I believe, and I still do, that military veterans should be able to choose when, where, and who provides their health care. Bottom line, end of story. Okay, that's what I believe. Still do. It just makes sense. Because when you are a captive audience and your, your business does not have to be earned, that becomes a real big problem, okay? And right now we're in a situation where it appears based upon the information I read in this law, there's a lot of loopholes where potentially the VA can try to, in my opinion, impede progress and interfere with the military veterans' choice about where, who, how their health care is being provided. And that, in my opinion, is a serious issue because military veterans deserve the right to informed consent. Military veterans should deserve the right to make choices about their health care and have those choices and their wishes respected, period. And I'm really good at advocating for myself. I've come to realize, so I think anyways, because I seem to get stuff accomplished sometimes <clears throat> for myself, that um, I don't think that all um, people in the military community, military veterans, are, are as, as successful or as able, maybe, I don't know. Um, because when I communicate with the people at the VA, they always seem kind of surprised that I actually have a clue about these different kinds of things. And I actually did contact the VA today and I informed them of what I just stated that, you know, legally, like I have this right and that this right should not be denied and that I am asking to escalate this issue to receive that referral that has already been provided to me. But I really view the VA as being in a conflict of interest position, in my humble opinion, with veterans choices to receive health care outside of the VA system. And the reason that I feel this way is because, you know, from working at the VA many years ago, as well as being a veteran that had periodically received health care services from the VA often through the years, you know, my overall impression is that the VA employees, some of them specifically, I think management get very nervous about this concept of veterans being able to vote with their feet, so to speak, meaning like pick where they go for their healthcare services and whatnot or whatever. And I think that's because they're very concerned about not being able to keep their supersized facilities open and them not being needed anymore, those facilities and needing to basically lay off staff that are no longer being um, in demand and in a need um, to be there any longer. And, if, and that is my impression because of how what I hear and what I see through the years, whenever this is brought up, this this is the impression I'm getting. This is my takeaway, okay? Once again, my impression, my opinion, my perspective. And if that's the case, then so be it. Because at the end of the day, the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs was not created to build supersized facilities and to have executive suites that look like just so epic and so massive and so gorgeous and overlooking skylines. It would, the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs was not designed to be, you know, some elite type thing where executives and managers who are not even in many cases affiliated with the military receive these large, bloated in many cases, salaries and benefits, okay? The U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs was designed to serve military veterans and their health care needs. That's what it was designed for. So if it does not serve that interest, 
then it should not be allowed to continue onward. Period. So the natural progression is that veterans are choosing to receive health care elsewhere because it serves their best interest. Then by God, so be it. So if people need to be laid off. If facilities need to be closed, then by God, so be it. If that's what veterans choose. You know, we as veterans, I, the veterans out there should have the right to choose. I've been saying this for years and I'm not going to stop saying it because it's the truth. A part of receiving health care is being comfortable with where you're receiving your health care, with who is providing your health care and when that health care is received. That is a part of respecting a person's wishes and informed consent, being able to have the information to provide that informed consent. And the, being a captive audience to any VA so that they can keep serving their, their managers, their executives, their payroll is not right. This is not an employment system, or at least it shouldn't be. This is a Veterans Affairs healthcare system. That's what this is. Further, and you know, when I look at the law, I just think to myself, how is it, how is it that this, this referral was denied? Because like, I, I, re, I just read the law and based upon what I read in my unique situation, like it should not have been denied. And so, you know, for me, the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, I haven't had as bad of experiences with them as some people have, but I've had extremely challenging experiences, let's just put it that way, experiences that like are unforgettable, okay? And I don't trust the organization, and I never will again. You know, I watch my back with this organization, and I always will. And, um... You know, I just think to myself, you know, how many of these referrals are getting denied and veterans don't even maybe know their rights or, you know, know that they should should or can speak up or know where the law is located, the link to the law, you know, where online to look for it. You know, I just typed in several things and started Googling and searching and finding and doing all the things. And, and I was able to kind of sort through it pretty quick. But I also keep my eyes on the law as it pertains to the military community because it's super relevant. It's super relevant. It just is. Um, and if you're interested in the law as well, there is a legal law channel that I'm a huge fan of called CCK Law. I'm going to link it above my head. And they actually, one of the things I love about their channel is they actually do legal reviews about new law coming out that affects military community and military veterans. And um, they just did that regarding a new like COVID legislation type of law that just happened recently. It was pretty cool. And they also um, did so recently with regard to um, the National Defense Authorization Act, NDAA, I think it's called. So that was pretty cool. So if you're interested in those topics, you might want to check out their channel. You know, they have a huge following and rightfully so. They've been on the, I think, this platform for a really long time for YouTube. Anyway, so those are my thoughts today. I'm going to follow up with this basically about, you know, what my experiences are moving forward um, with what I with what I choose to share. Um, I just have a lot of different thoughts. And so I'm kind of curious to see how things go. And, and that's it. 
So if you have experiences specifically with community care, um, I'd love to hear about it. Of course, just know that all your publics, all your comments and all your, um, all your comments, whether they're written or, or verbal, like if you leave a message for the podcast, they're public, they're public. Okay. It's all public information, like for the whole world to know and see permanently. Okay. So just be aware of that if you're going to share any of your stuff online. But I am just curious about, you know, other people's experiences with this and, um, thoughts and stuff. And I know that the VA has a real mismanagement problem, shocker, okay, with regard to um, community care historically, with reimbursing people, and just so much drama, oh my god, I was reading about it online with different past issues and audits, and I think the Office of Inspector General, I think, was involved with the Veterans Affairs Organization, and just like so much drama. But anyway, so that's all I have today for this specific topic. I wish you all the best. Love to hear your thoughts. Bye.